the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. Thank you for joining me today. We're having some difficulties today with our equipment somewhere between here and where you are. So thank you for staying standing with us. And uh, we'll get into what we wanted to talk about today. I don't know. I think the demons are in the, in the wires myself. But uh, we're traveling a lot of wires to get from where we are to you. So thank you so much for understanding. And thanks for staying with us this morning. Today is Tuesday, May the 5th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. And I'm Gary Randall, if you missed the intro. Today on May 5, 1961, astronaut Alan B. Shepard Jr. became America's first space traveler to go out into space, 15-minute suborbital flight, Mercury uh, Capsule Freedom 7. And today in 1494, during his second voyage to the Western Hemisphere, Christopher Columbus landed in Jamaica. He named it Santa Gloria. Today in 1818, Karl Marx was born. He's the co-author of the Communist Manifesto, as you know. Today in 1821, Napoleon died in exile, the island of St. Helena or Helena. Today, in 1862, Mexican troops defeated French occupying forces in the Battle of Pueblo, Cinco de Mayo. Today, on 1865, what's believed to be America's first train robbery took place as a band of criminals derailed a St. Louis-bound train from, it was near North Bend, Ohio. They proceeded to rob the passengers, loot the safes on board, They got away, never were caught. What is believed to be America's first train robbery. Many would follow. Today in 1925, school teacher John Scopes was charged in Tennessee with violating a state law that prohibited teaching the theory of evolution. Scopes was found guilty, but his conviction was set aside sometime later. Today in 1942, wartime sugar rationing began in the United States. And today in 1945, the only fatal attack of its kind during World War II, a Japanese balloon bomb exploded on Gearhart Mountain in Oregon. It killed a pregnant wife of a minister and five children. They were on a picnic. It was a tragedy. Today in 2009... Texas health officials confirmed the first death of a U.S. resident with swine flu. There's been a lot of talk about Michelle Obama, the fact that she just says adamantly that she will not ever run for a political office. It's interesting, though, what's happening today in our country. One way or the other, Michelle Obama's place on the ticket is becoming more and more needed by her party, 
her husband's party. Maybe it's maybe it's just me, but I'm beginning to see some articles being written about why she should do this. The Hill, which is a left-leaning but widely read news source on the Internet, a lot of people read The Hill, in a piece they wrote uh, yesterday, they're saying they're, they're coming up with a brand new reason why Biden should pick her. And he already has said he would be honored. He would give no further thought if she would say she would do it to be his vice presidential running mate. Well, she has said adamantly that she won't do it. But the Hill has come up with this new idea. And the Hill, it's a long article, but I'll just take a little snippet out of it. Since everybody knows, that the Hill says, since everybody knows she doesn't want to be in politics, right? His ability to convince her to do it will tell voters that he has persuasive power to be a leader. So this way, if she changes her mind, it won't be because she's wishy-washy or flip-flopping on what she said or disingenuous, but because Biden's such an incredibly persuasive guy. This is a real-life, growing-up, successful news organization that's saying this. The irony... The irony, this is not them, this is me. The irony, if Michelle is on the ticket, it'll just be a stepping stone to making her the real leader, the president of the United States. I don't know if Biden gets that part or not. Maybe he does. Maybe he just wants to have been the president. Maybe that's his you know, bucket list, the end of it or whatever. But that's what's going on in our country today, and there's a lot of discussion about that. Sunday night, Don Lemon, he's a black guy on CNN, one of their main uh, news guys, personalities. He took off on President Trump. They do it every night, night in, night out. I don't watch CNN, but I pay attention kind of passively to what they're saying. I I just can't watch it. It, it, Not because of Trump, just because of the whole thing. It's crazy. And they're losing a lot of viewers as well. But CNN has been around a while, and it, and it is still viewed by quite a few people. But Lemon just took off on Trump. And uh, he said, why does Donald Trump let former President Barack Obama get under his skin? Because he's better looking, he's smarter, has a more accomplished wife. And then he went into this discussion about Barack Obama's wife and how great she is. Then he played a clip of Obama, not Michelle, but Brock, giving a video message on the coronavirus pandemic. Lemon said, boy, oh boy, that's leadership. That's compassion. It's too bad that President Trump can't show either. That he continued. He said, quote, I'm quoting CNN, by the way, what is it about President Obama that really gets under your skin? Is it because he's smarter than you? better educated, maybe he made it on his own, didn't need daddy's help. Oh, I know, his wife is more accomplished, better looking than 
trumps. I don't know what it is. He's a black man that's accomplished being president. That he punked you, directed at Trump, on the whole birth certificate thing. What is it about him? I'm just wondering. This kind of conversation is starting to crop up in the left all over the place. While it sounds ludicrous, what the Hill is saying in this article that they put out uh, today or yesterday, I, I think they're starting to coalesce. And if they can convince her that she will be president of the United States if she runs as vice president, who knows what can happen. Boy, we live in a crazy mixed up world. I was reading this morning, we had some technical difficulties and I I tell you why I was waiting for them to get it worked out and they did, thankfully, and thank you guys. Um, I was just sitting here, my Bible is always right at my right hand here, literally it is. And I, I just opened it, I was looking at the book of Proverbs, and I, 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 I just glanced at, at chapter 2. Let me, let me share that with you just for a moment. It says, my son, but it's applicable to all of us. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment, and lift up your voice for understanding, if you will seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And then verse 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. We live in a time of chaos, literally chaos today. I have never seen anything like this in my life. I will tell you. Now Kansas City, Missouri, <laughs> they have a plan to reopen their city as that goes. They're going to reopen their city in phases, but they have a policy for churches, not for anything else, but for churches. This order came down yesterday from Mayor Quentin Lucas. He's going to permit religious gatherings. This is the this is the mayor of a city speaking as God. He said he's going to permit religious gatherings, weddings and funerals of up to 10 people or 10% of the building occupancy, whichever is greater or indoor services, but a maximum of 50 people may gather outdoor services. In either situation, social distancing must be maintained and records of attendees must be kept. What? Records of all the people who attend these very limited religious gatherings 10 people or 10% of the building occupation or a maximum of 50 outside. And now the church will have to keep a list of all who attended. So what happens to the list? That was my first question. Well, I'll tell you what happens to it. The spokesman 
He's the director of communications for this Mayor Quentin Lucas. He says, I'm quoting him, he said, we're not going to ask the churches to provide that list immediately to the city, but we want it available if we ask for it. We would ask for it in a situation like if one of the church members would test positive. And it goes on. That's the world we live in. A group of Romanian pastors who fled communist oppression in the country of their birth have now issued a declaration to the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker. It's all about their religious freedom in the country that they have come to love. They've adopted it, America, as their own, as immigrants do, or should. Immigrants are supposed to assimilate. A lot of them coming from this across our southern border don't. They come here to get free stuff. We know that. I mean, we don't say it because it's not politically correct, but it's, but it's true. But immigrants, many of them come here legitimately with a heart to adopt America and make it its own, their own country. They came here, and I know some of these people, I don't know these specific pastors, but I'm speaking from my own experience as well as from what I know and what I'm going to share with you today about this. But boy, they're explaining and they're communicating their concern. These pastors, they say, we're seeing in America what we fled in our homeland, in Romania. It's true in all of the communist bloc countries, certainly in Soviet Union. Now we're seeing it in China. But I will tell you, there are people among us that are setting up America to go to a place that we don't want to go. And some of those among us that are recognizing it, perhaps more forcefully, are some of the immigrants who have seen it firsthand. I've seen it firsthand as a guest in these people's homes. I've been in Romania, and I'll come back to that in a moment. And Poland, when it was under the heel of communism and other countries, I know what it's like to be followed and recorded when I spoke in churches. And the pastor said, Pastor Gary, say whatever you feel God is leading you to say, but if you say, if you get on this subject, they're going to arrest you. They live like that. They live like that in China now. These Romanian pastors in Illinois have, have issued a declaration to the governor, J.B. Pritzker, announcing that they will be opening their churches for in-purpose services next Sunday on May 10th. Mother's Day. And they're filing a lawsuit against the governor for unconstitutional orders. We throw up our hands and say, oh, what if they get coronavirus? Where they've been, that would probably be the lesser of two evils. Liberty Council has already stepped up. They're going to be represented. Ironically, George Soros and his funding of the ACLU You know what they're doing? They're suing the sheriff of Orange County, California, for refusing to release prisoners onto the street from the jail. 
They did that, Orange County, a few weeks ago, and already one of the sex offenders that was released back onto the street has reoffended. So on the one hand, we're locking down churches and punishing people who worship God together, and on the other hand, we're releasing sex offenders onto the streets of our cities. You tell me. No wonder we need to keep our Bibles open. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, there's no way to figure out what's going on in our country today unless we're looking at it through the Word of God. And that's what we try to do every day on this program. And believe me, as we're reaching more and more people, there's more and more resistance. Some of it is obvious. Some of it is, I don't know why it happens. I don't know why the wires and the equipment won't turn on when I come on. I don't know why. I'm not even trying to think that through. But I will tell you that we are living in some unprecedented times. For all of us. And voices are being suppressed. Ideas are being suppressed. On every hand. If it has anything to do. With Christianity. I won't take the time. Nor would it be appropriate. To go through some of the things. We're dealing with today. And I know the the person. The critic would stand back and say. Oh Gary you're, that's crazy stuff. I don't know the details, but all I know is it's becoming more and more difficult. There's more and more resistance to speak the truth publicly. And I've been at this my entire lifetime. And in the last three, four years, I have been astounded at the resistance as I see our nation being co-opted by people who don't even believe in what America is about, and more importantly, much more importantly, they don't believe the Bible to be the Word of God. American, it is anti, anti anti-God. And yet she does so in the name of the Lord and in the name of patriotism. That's just one example. We live in a perilous times in regards to our faith and our freedom. And that's why we try to do every day what we do on this radio program. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for those of you who stand with us. Man, I need your help. And if you're you know, on board and you appreciate and believe in what we're doing, I need you to join up with us. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'm not going to talk about this at length, but we need your help. Thank you. Thank you so much. What's happening in our country that was founded on the rule of law and the principle of freedom and liberty for all based on biblical truth. The pastor said, these Romanian pastors say, we've seen this before. Six pastors signed this declaration and they're pastors of very large churches, so they represent a lot of influence in their area. This Horatio 
Mehet, who's with Liberty Council, he once lived under the heavy hand of, of a totalitarian regime in communist Romania himself. So he takes this very personally. They're painfully familiar with how the government suppressed religious freedom and jailing of pastors and Christians as criminals for merely following their religious teachings to meet and preach the gospel. It has happened not only in Romania, but around the world. For many, like Mehet, the first day of freedom was on December 25th, 1989. I remember it well. Nikolai Ceausescu, the communist regime, was overthrown. These pastors know what it's like to not have freedom. That's why we see clearly. They see clearly what's happening in our country today, a country that they have come to love. It's their country now. They're Romanian by birth, but they're American by choice. That's how what America is about. In their letter of declaration, I wrote an article on this today, and by the way, uh, we go through a Google company that publishes our article, our blog that we write every day. And today it was, if you if you got it, and, and many of you who listen to this program do, and then way beyond the reach of this program, people read it across the country and in many countries of the world. But when you clicked on there to read more, it took you to yesterday's article. That's never happened before, but it happened today. And it, it isn't like Google's just starting out trying to figure out how to get into business. So I don't know why these things happen. Some of them just accidental. I mean, things happen. And I, I don't uh, I don't focus on that, but we deal with it all the time. There's always something like that, and it's never been that way before. And it it isn't, you know, it's just amazing. But anyway, in the declaration, and I, I linked the letter today to that. And by the way, it's been fixed. If you clicked our our blog today, our Faith and Freedom Daily, and you got yesterday's article that we wrote. Uh, try it again. It's been it's been corrected, and it di- wasn't it wasn't a correction in our office. It was outside of our office. But anyway, in that letter, they say we love our adopted country and the freedom we found here. Too much to stay silent as you trample on our God-given rights. This is to the governor. In light of our shared experiences living behind the Iron Curtain where discriminatory treatment of churches by authoritarian governments was the norm, we are determined to do everything that we can to ensure our beloved country and our state remain the beacons of freedom that brought us here. In their declaration, the pastors lay out a very specific set of action items that they're going to follow. They detail how they're going to comply with all of the state's rules of social distancing, and and they're asking families to leave the elderly at home, not to bring them to church. It'll be younger people. They're going to be distancing themselves in the pews. They're going to be staying apart from each other, going in and coming out of the building. I mean, it's very detailed, and it's all the stuff that we're supposed to be doing. They laid this out. They're complying with both their state rules and the CDC. However, they say in this letter, it's a very direct letter. They say, in the meantime, and until you reverse course, we have authorized our legal counsel to immediately challenge your unconstitutional orders in federal court. And they say, quote, 
irrespective of how long you or the courts may take to vindicate our inalienable and non-negotiable rights and return the Constitution from exile in our state, our decision is settled. We will open our churches on May 10th, 2020. And these people are not just seeking attention. I don't know these specific pastors, but I know the people. I know their heart. I've spent time in Romania, as I said, not as a tourist, but as in ministry with local churches and pastors. And during the Romanian Re- Revolution, it was a, a period of very violent in, in Romania and some of the other Eastern Bloc countries, several other countries. Around December of 1989, the revolution was actually sparked by a Lutheran pastor in the city of Timisoara. Romania. He began speaking out about the Marxist-Leninist Communist Party and its suppression of religious freedom, especially Christians. The revolution started by the pastor had culminated in the overthrow of the government. There was a trial of the communist dictator, Nicolae Ceausescu. He's the guy that was building a thousand-room home for his family. It was probably two-thirds done. I've been there. I mean, it's humongous for his family of five or six people. Had a thousand rooms in it. There's a boulevard a mile or two long that leads up to it. That's his driveway. Well, the country could, they they had to go out and scrape for bread and bacon and eggs. These people know what this looks like. And we don't. But we're learning. That's why they took action. That's why they stood against him. He was, Ceausescu and his wife were both executed following the trial. That ended 42 years of communist control. It was the last removal of a Marxist-Leninist government in the Warsaw Pact. When I was first there in 1990, I would return the following year. I spent time with the pastors, Christians in ministry. They wept. They thanked God for their freedom. And they said, Gary, Gary, thank God every day for your country. Now they're here and they're seeing some of the same things that they had to deal with back then. Much more advanced, but they see the beginnings. That's the time that we're living in today. If there was ever a time when we need to understand who we are and what we believe, it's now. This is that time. This is that time to figure out who we are and who we belong to and what we believe. Not to go along trying to relate so we can win some. You're not going to win them by relating. You're going to win them by standing up for the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. That's how you're going to win them. And believe me, this world is having a darkening effect. And our country is coming under siege like I have never seen it before. And they will use whatever crisis they can to advance their agenda. Well, I'm out of time again. This time by the clock, not by the equipment. Thank you so much for being with me today. It's always always a pleasure, always a privilege. Lord willing, 
with God's help, we'll turn on this microphone again tomorrow and we'll continue. Thanks for being here. I'll see you right here tomorrow.